about negative thinking negative okay you ever met mm-hmm. you ever walked into someone and you say hey girl i got something new to tell you or hey dude i got something new to tell you and they're gonna be like oh that's all you had to tell me yes what is your point <laughs> you know those people or everything seems to be the worst scenario possible hey um i'm planning on this trip to uh jamaica oh my god they're gonna kill you they're gonna rob you (laughs) you know what the taxi is too expensive like that person that just just makes everything go down drain or you know i could say that person or maybe you're that person you just can't help yourself so we decided to kind of focus on this because we've had some experiences experiences um, interaction with people, friends, family, and I think we all should just put it out there and talk about it. Um, and I think we all, I, I, I look at, I like to look at negativity and positivity as a spectrum. And like, I tend to be more of a centrist. (laughs) Like I try to stay in like that middle area. (laughs) You don't want to be too... Too pe- like as pessimistic and like I don't want to be like oh my gosh you can totally be a basketball player and they're like two foot three and <laughs> have never picked up a basketball in their entire yeah, life. Yeah, you don't want to um, crush their hopes. <laughs> but then I also don't want to be like oh you're going on a trip oh but they have bugs there like you know what I mean yeah. like I don't want to like. <laughs> and we've all at some point have been one of the one or the other, so we kind of. Define negative thinking. What is negative thinking? So, negative thinking is the inability to see positive results or positive spin on thoughts, events, or anything in that matter. Um, The individual or the person will view the most negative or worst outcome in any and every situation. It could be anything. I gotta use the bathroom. Oh, girl. Um, I read this article and, you know, using the bathroom is not really that good for you because... (laughs) You know, like, what? <laughs> you have to really, you know, prepare yourself for this kind of stuff. But no, um, that's really what negative thinking is. Or I'm just not good enough. I'm, and on a more serious note, the person just doesn't think they're good enough. They don't think they're beautiful. They, You know, it's this reoccurring thought that just doesn't, it's hard to get out of because of trauma or just being conditioned through childhood or um, many other um, many other reasons could be some psychosis there some delusions where you just believe all the most negative things and you need some help but this is what the negative thinking is um, so how do how does negative thinking differ from being realistic because I think sometimes some people are extremely passive and think that everything will go great and wonderful and never think about the reality that something can actually fail. Um, Being realistic allows a person to analyze all possible outcomes 
and they're able to see the most like the, the the most likelihood of an option whereas a negative thinker will only see the most negative grotesque outcome yeah i and i i personally tend to be on in the more realistic part of the spectrum so like <laughs> i've had people accuse me of being negative when really i'm just i'm asking questions that feel pertinent to what they might be saying, not because I'm doubting or not because um, I'm trying to be negative, but more so I'm trying to just explore all the options and like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. if somebody's like, oh, I want to do X, Y, and Z, my natural instinct is to be like, oh, okay, so like, what how, how how's that going to happen? How are we going to move that forward? Mm -hmm. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Oh, uh, you're so, so negative. Why are you so negative? Yes. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying, let's figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's, that's not being negative or constructive criticism is not negativity. Mm -hmm. I mean, the operative word here is constructive. Yes. Like if it's something that is going to help move you forward and it's going to help you build momentum or grow or um, achieve it doesn't necessarily mean that it's mm. negative. Yeah, and just because your feelings get hurt doesn't mean that it's negative. That's a, best that's way. That's a better way for you to understand. Your feelings would get hurt, but that doesn't mean it's a negative thing. Because a lot of times our feelings get hurt when we are told we're doing something wrong. But hey, you're doing something wrong. You got to gotta own it and then um, grow and correct it. So, um, yes, it reminds me of this meme that I saw. That says accountability feels like an attack when you're not ready to acknowledge your toxic behavior. Mm. Right? Mm. Hashtag. Okay. Right. I'm just saying, people. Gotta understand those things. Um, the one thing I can say is sometimes we have a friend or acquaintance or associate or a colleague who is completely negative and it's hard to deal with those people. Um, the Debbie Downers, you know, that we like to use that terminology every once in a while. The Debbie Downer, oh, here go the Debbie Downer, here so-and-so coming in the room, turn around and act like you don't see her. You know, that person. So I posed this question, and I don't even remember what my answer was, honestly. <laughs> How do you deal with those Debbie dance, De Debbie dancers, Debbie Downers in your life? How do you how do you guys deal with that negative person? Do you feed into the negativity? Do you completely reject and um, curse her out or curse him out? Um, how are you dealing with that negative person? I, for one, um, and I've been told this, I, I, I maybe I have to explore my core beliefs because I've been told that I have more a lot more patience than um, some of my friends when it comes to certain types of people. <laughs> and... Um, when it comes to that negative person, I tend to not always try to correct them. Oh, no, you're wrong. Because it only it's only going to cause problems. But I usually, if they say, well, this is what it is, I'm going to say, well, you know what? I believe so-and-so, and this is how I'm going to approach so-and-so. And, -so. and yeah. that's the end. Like, they can keep going and going, but it doesn't matter to me because I already know what I'm going to do. And yeah. I guess that takes a lot of practice because sometimes you just want the people to acknowledge you and validate you. And that Debbie Downer or the person who's stuck in that negative thought may not be that person. And you have to accept that. Yeah. And there are some people that um, 
there are some people in your life that can contribute a lot of negativity that you can just never talk to again. And it's just that simple. It's okay. But then there are people that you can't necessarily not talk to. No. But I think a good way of dealing with the people that you either can't break the relationship with or don't want to break a relationship with is to um, almost kind of reframe things. And so if they're like, well, about whatever, (laughs) then you can just be like, oh, okay, I hear that. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and do X, Y, and Z. Uh Or like if someone um, has something negative to say about someone that you may interact with, like, oh, well, so-and-so is blah, 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 and they like to blah, blah, blah. Okay, I hear that. I appreciate your concern. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm going to continue to pursue what I'm pursuing. And because, you know, you got to figure out what you want to do for yourself. But I feel like some, like, re- reframing things, like taking what they said and kind of parrot it back to them uh-huh. to kind of establish the boundary that it's your decision to make. Yeah. And, okay. like they're infringing upon your life and your plans and your goals and stuff like that with their negativity can even help teach them to learn how to be more positive or how to be more um, or less negative. And I can't lie. Sometimes you just want to curse them out and argue with them. Sometimes you just want to shut up. Like sometimes I'm going to be like, really? Why do you think that? Hmm. And I'll keep going deeper, deeper. Like, hmm, it sounds like it's a childhood thing. What happened in your childhood? And then I might strike a chord and all of a sudden they mad and they stop. And sometimes they will never take it there with me again because they realize that I'm going to strike something they ain't ready to get strike. That, But I'm not telling you to do that, but I ain't going to lie. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> Monique gets to that point where it's just like, okay, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Back off, and it will give me a break for about three, four months. And I can and I can breathe. And when all else fails, um, anybody that knows me knows that, like, if somebody is saying something that I am not in cahoots with, I will basically just be silent and stare at you and blink or i just won't respond to your text message and then they'll eventually like with no response they'll eventually just be like hmm well this is this is awkward well mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go ahead and stop talking keep, yeah keep moving and then they will ask Mona, you got my text message yes <laughs> sometimes silence is um the most powerful tool that's the truth you can say something real powerful by saying nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So as we all are human and have emotions, um, sometimes it's best to take the more uh, positive approach, which is silence or just um, a radical acceptance. Accepting that the person may not be able to change at that moment or be able to be the person who you need to be. So for instance, if you have like a new project or you won the lotto or whatever the case may be, and you know that person is going to be most likely a negative person, you might want to, you might not want to go to them first. You might not want to, you might not want to tell them anything yet. Or at all. <laughs> exactly. Just be realistic with that. Um, and they're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you, blah, blah, blah. I and, did. And if you find yourself being that negative person and just stuck on that, pattern that negative thought pattern this is a very important time for you if you're noticing it you're accepting it go to therapy and something called cognitive cognitive behavior therapy which was um created and and coined in term by um aaron beck um is a excellent approach to changing the negative thoughts because remember negative thoughts affect 
you the way you feel and those negative thoughts and feelings affect the way you behave so um finding someone who has that um training and background is going to be very important and vital for you to be able to move forward in your thinking and move forward in your just evolving in your life because if you are not able to get past that you're it's going to be very rough for you and that's the reality it's going to be very rough okay and it 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 kind of bleeds through your relationships which is whether it be romantic or your friends or your family it bleeds through your work dynamic it bleed it kind of just takes over so the work is difficult it it will be difficult but it gets easier and easier if you are really dedicated to the process so i think it's very important go go for it seek some therapy get some help and if maybe you have a family member maybe you can talk to that family member if you if your family member is a negative one see if they're open and willing to go to therapy there's nothing wrong with suggesting that in a very um supportive way not you need to go get therapy don't do that right. so yeah like more supportive um we found a pretty good article in psychology today that talked about a few pointers and how to you know how to deal with these different um, negative uh, behaviors or thoughts. Um, the first thing is negative uh, r- rumination or rumination. Uh, it is a kind of negative thinking in which we get mentally stuck and we keep spinning our wheels about making progress. Rumination can make you more and more anxious as you keep thinking of more and more negative outcomes that can possibly happen. So one thing after the other after the other, you just keep following negative event after negative event and you're just stuck, stuck. It's like a you're on a treadmill and it keeps going. Um, if you feel lonely, you may think about being lonely forever, never meeting the right partner, never having kids, losing all your friends, ending up alone in a ditch. That's what that looks like. Um, oh, that was so yeah, dramatic. Yes, but it's real. Um, it really is. Yeah, you can also make it. I mean, sorry, it can make you feel very depressed. Um, and you may focus on how bad you feel, why you feel so bad, what you did wrong to get in this situation. So here you go. You got into this negative thought. Then you started feeling bad. Then you're like, why do I feel so bad? And, oh, my God, it's my fault. Why did I, What did I do to get myself into this situation? Why do I feel this way? That is what um, rumination is. And here are some pointers of what you can do instead. Pay attention to when your thinking starts to get repetitive or negative. When you notice uh, rumination, make yourself break the cycle. Get up and do something else. Literally, if you start getting to that, I'm going to be alone. Get up. Stop. Stop right then and there. Go for a walk. Reach out to a friend. But don't continue the negative uh, rumination out loud by whining to them. Start a whole new conversation. Um, Try to change your thinking to a problem-solving focus that is more deliberate and strategic. I'm more of a problem solver. I need to know if you're going to give me a problem or you're going to talk about something, I'm the person that's thinking, okay, well, how can we make this better? How can we solve this? What can we do about this? If you start to have that approach, like, oh, I'm going to be alone forever. Well, what can we do about that? Do we do... Do we do like match.com? Do we go out and start meeting more people and mingling? Do you, you know, start thinking of problem solving things or events versus just this constant rumination of no resolve? Yes. And learning a sense of like healthy self talk. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if 
if someone is if you're obsessing about like being alone or different things like that like boost yourself talk to yourself about how amazing you are and the good qualities that you have and like what is a great quality of being single you know right because there are some great aspects of that so um that was a tip from psychology day another thing was overthinking overthinking is when you go over and over different choices in your head trying to imagine every possible outcome and everything that could happen in the future to make sure you make the perfect choice. Your focus is on avoiding mistakes and risks. The problem with overthinking is that it's an attempt to control what, what isn't controllable. I am guilty yes. of that. And the word that the word that comes up for me with overthinking is fear. Uh-huh. Fear. What are you afraid of? Uh-huh. Like, what is the worst possible con- scenario that you are afraid of that you are concerned about that you're unwilling to essentially make a decision i I was very guilty of doing that a lot but lately and it's just with um i guess going to therapy talking things out loud and just being more realistic and i'll read what it says that you what to do and we can i'll let you know if that's what i've done but over time I i just realized that i have no control over certain things and me working myself up about something that I have no control is actually more harmful to my health. Yeah. It's harmful to my peace. It's harmful to how I interact. So for me, I just had to let it go. It was just too much. Yeah. Um, and for people that I've met that, for people that I've met that overthink to the point of um, not being able to make a decision, I always try to tell people that struggle with that, that by not making a decision, you're making a decision. Yep. So if if we can practice, um, we can practice making a decision on the front end that we're not left with, because what because it actually gives you more control to be able to make decisions when there's space for you to do so. Mm-hmm. But then there crosses a point where it's like you get what you get and you can't pitch a fit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, what to do instead? Limit the time you spend thinking about a decision before acting. Give yourself a deadline to decide. Yes. Even if it feels uncomfortable. But it forces you. I love you, how practical that is. It forces you to kind of just get to the point. You know you have to do it by, you make the decision by this day. So let's just talk about, it makes you focus on what's important, really. Um, only allow yourself to research a few alternative options, not every one. Don't be so hard on yourself. You are only human and it's not the end of the world if you make a mistake. You can learn from it. Overthinking results from anxiety. So practice stress management techniques like yoga, running, you know, nature, walking, or meditating. That's very important. Honestly, um, it's very practical to give yourself a time limit and not over-research everything. Pick three options or four. If, if any. My whole thing is three now. These days it's three. My number is three. Three good options that sounds realistic and then make your decision it makes things much easier. It does. I really, I really love how practical that is. Um, Cause I think a lot of times some people think that they have to innately know what the right decision is. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's because they see other people coming across as though they know exactly what the right decision is. And I think that's true sometimes, but it's not always true. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of being, a, a lot of being a, successful adult means that 
you learn how to prioritize and you can learn how to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And, so I just love how practical that is. And this kind of makes me think about our um, episode one about knowing your core beliefs and understanding what's important to you because a lot of times when you don't have that, that can be dri- the driving factor to why you have yeah. such a hard time making decisions. Yeah, because you need that in order to prioritize. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what's important to you, if you don't know what you value and what you believe, you won't know how to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, uh, they talked about cynical hostility is a way of thinking and reacting that is characterized by angry mistrust of other people. You see other people as threats. They may cheat you, take advantage, let you down, deceive you, or otherwise cause you harm. Cynical hostility involves interpreting other people's behavior in the worst way. I've actually watched that on um, one of the reality TV shows. Like I felt like one of the moms was being so negative and she was actually creating this hostile environment saying that everyone wants her to fail. You don't want me and my kids to win. And I kept saying she's creating this before they even feel that way. But mm. And I kept thinking there's something about her and her past and her experience most likely has created created that belief. That's true. I was very, like, I was very much like this mm-hmm. because growing up I needed... I needed that in order to survive. And so I would I had two categories. People were either good or they were bad. Mm. But then as I started to grow and become more mature and more self-aware, um I realized that it's not just black and white. It's not it's yeah, it's not that black or white that people can be good and unsafe because of just where they are in their life at the moment. And people can be bad and unsafe mm-hmm. and people can be good and safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not as, um, and people can make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember where I read this. I think it might've been a magazine, maybe like essence magazine, but this was years ago when I read this and it says something to the effect of not confusing, um, not confusing people's bad behavior with them being fundamentally bad. Mm hmm. Which mm-hmm. is so true, but mm-hmm. like, but I, that definitely resonates with me because I needed, there was a time in my life I needed that cynical hostility to keep me safe. Safe, to survive. Yeah. Um, so what to do instead? Uh, try to get some distance from your judging thoughts. Notice when you begin to think distressfully um, and deliberately think of alternative ways of seeing the situation. Deliberately, meaning force yourself to see the different sides of things right or different versions not just your own um what are some more benevolent or less toxic motives for people's behavior learn to reserve judgment and look for the evidence before labeling people notice how your own behavior may be pushing people away or prompting them to react negatively to you and that's what i saw when i was watching that show like homegirl you are creating this hostile environment people ain't gonna like you because the way you act and and it's it's hap- it happens more often than anything. If you ever find yourself being the person like, everyone hates me, they always react this way to me, they always be hating on me, ha, 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 you know, jealous, ha, ha, ha. If that is you, and I'm going, ha, 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 because I feel like that's that's what I hear in my head when I see that kind of person, <laughs> ha, ha, and this, 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 and the shoulders going and carrying on. Let me tell you, it is definitely you. 
<laughs> you have to think about how you are pro- how you portray yourself to people. Um, if you think if you really believe that you're inherently good, your behaviors need to reflect that. So that is actually a very good um, advice about distancing yourself, distancing yourself from your own judging thoughts. Look at it from different perspectives. And honestly, it's going to be very hard for some people to see other people's perspectives. So you might need a little help. You might need a lot of help, like a therapist. Yeah. And for people that still, like, struggle with that, like, I am very hypervigilant. I'm highly hypervigilant. And, you know, Jamaican blood runs through my veins. So, (laughs) you know, and you're you're afflicted with the whole, like, your spirit doesn't take them. (laughs) Like, the spirit doesn't take her. (laughs) No answer. Exactly. No so like, like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are both afflicted. Yes. But I do I do see the value in trusting your instinct. However, you can still trust your instinct and still kind of get a lay of the land and see if you can find a healthy perspective mm-hmm. that um that can supplement or work alongside your instinct. Yeah. Because, it, like, it's very important. Like, if you're in a situation where, like, someone someone is kind of setting off something familiar in you or giving you some vibes that you're concerned about, maybe that's time, like, it's a moment for you to explore that. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel this way? Does this person remind me of someone that yes. I know? Did, when did I have this feeling in the past? Right. And what was happening at that time? Right. That's because a- it could be that like your in- and it's not necessarily that your instinct is wrong. It could be that your instinct is jumping back in to protect you because of something that happened in yeah. the past, like your ex girlfriend or ex boyfriend or um, a really um, uh, abusive teacher or family. You know, those right. things will spark those feelings, and that's where you all of a sudden you come into this. Almost, you know, your body has been programmed to react a certain way, you know, PTSD. And you're automatically thinking, I I remember this feeling. This is why you're like that. And you're negative. So, yeah. So meet it with, I would say, like, meet those feelings with curiosity and start asking yourself some really important questions. Mm -hmm. Because this is not to make you feel bad or post-judgment. Um and you know, guys, I like to joke. I can be jokey, jokey when I think I feel like I always crack a little joke on serious stuff. But just to be a little more serious, it's really about really evolving and 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 growing who you are, and for you to be the most successful human being, and to be at your optimal prime, your prime. And in order for you to do that, you have to work through these things. You got to work through these things so you can move on to the next level because you can't really take in great success when you haven't um, self-actualized or you haven't really um, evolved. And I don't think that you ever start evolving. I think you're always evolving and always learning and changing and, and, and exploring yourself and learning more about yourself as time go by. But be open and be willing. Right. And... um and when we talk about these topics, we more so like to converse about them because it creates a conversation that can spawn awareness. Mm-hmm. And the more we can be aware of our thoughts and our how we feel about things and our processes and the things that we believe and value, from those places we can actually emerge and mm-hmm. grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... um 
you guys will be able to check all the connections, all the websites and resources in our um, in our show notes. Um, the quote that I really liked. I um, love this quote. Yes, it just makes perfect <laughs> so sense good. to think about it. Um, it's by Jean-Baptiste Alphonse Carr. Some people grumble that roses have thorns. I'm just grateful that thorns have roses. Hmm. Food for thought. So that is it for this episode. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.